Hello everyone, it's Renee Barabo and welcome to the Shaman's Cave and Hi, I'm Sandra Ingerman uh, from Santa Fe, New Mexico and welcome everybody. It's wonderful to have another session again. So today's show is about integrity and I loved this that integrity is doing what is good, right and proper even when no one is watching. And so I thought that that was a really good place to start this, this show. And like, you know, no one is watching. So we spend a lot of time alone in this society. So what do we do with ourselves when no one's looking, you know, and that can go a long way towards looking at how you make choices about other things. And later on in the show, um, I'm going to do a journey to your integrity gatekeeper. So this should be fun full pack show and I know Sandra has a lot to say about this as well as I do and one of the places we can start with it's not an integrity to teach shamanism on Facebook and so we don't <laughs> right yeah well um Renee brought up an in interesting point that um in our culture today, we're alone. And oftentimes uh, people aren't aware of what we're doing and how we're acting. And so oftentimes we go, well, nobody's gonna actually know that I'm doing this or, or we rationalize why, why it's okay. Um, I think we're all great at rationalizing why certain things are okay. But in an actual shamanic culture, you didn't have your own space because um, number one, as I've shared on many shows um, in shamanic cultures, the culture itself, the community was one organism. So it wasn't about having a private life. It was more about what you contributed to the community that would make the community strong and healthy. But at the same time, all the people, not just the shamans, all the people in the community were dreamers. Um, they got their own intuitions, they got their own insights, they got their own downloads. They talked to the birds, they talked to the plants, they talked to the wind spirits, they talked to the rain. And so actually, um, the spirits oftentimes gave a lot of information about what was happening with other community members. And so in a lot of ways, there was no privacy in that, you know, we've closed down our psychic spaces, but in shamanic cultures, um, people lived together, they knew each other, they were family, they could see the changes in their expressions, they could see the changes in, in their body language, and so um, people were read, you know, we, we were all aware of what was going on uh, with other community members, and so when somebody stepped out of integrity, um, it wasn't like, ooh, I wonder if somebody's going to figure this out. Everybody knew it, but instead of calling you on it, they waited, uh, in a lot of cultures, they waited for you to come up and admit and to speak your truth about um, that maybe you took an action that wasn't the best for the whole community and you'd like to do a ceremony to bring this back into balance again. Absolutely. I, I was thinking about like, 
if you think about Facebook, it's like, it's the best of everyone's life or the worst, you know, I mean, probably no one would really care that I just washed the floor. So we show pictures of the nice sunsets and, you know, a lot of people like to share when they're sick and, you know, family members need prayers, um, which is not something that I do a lot on Facebook because I don't, I don't necessarily want people, I don't want people sending their energy my way because I don't know how, you know, how, how they're sending that energy. But so there's this whole facade that we have of this feeling that we're really connected when we're really not so connected. Um, I think we could, that would be a great conversation for another day about our mass disconnection for sure. But, you know, I was that all of a sudden, I don't know why this popped into my head when I, I had to learn a lot of my shaman lessons by being out of integrity to really get the full, you know, full benefit of, you know, what, before I got right in right relationship. But one time I wanted this relationship so bad that I took out the magic, <laughs> the magic book and I lit the candle. <laughs> and not only did I light the candle, I put the paper under it, let it burn for a few days. And then I went to this river. You're supposed to toss it in a fast moving river. This was probably before we were a lot more ecologically sound. So I'm dating myself, threw it in the river, came back home. And within, within an hour, a friend said, Hey, let's go somewhere. And I was like out in the yard raking. So, and they're like, oh, all right. And I went and boom, this person that I had lit the candle on was like in this obscure hallway. And, you know, and, and I got to see, you know, they were still not available. And there was this whole, I mean, you can create any kind of magic you want, but you have to live with the results. And so for me, it was a hard lesson. And, you know, it turned out to be a neighbor. Everyone had to sell their houses. I mean, it was a big mess. But, you know, the power, the magic, you can put your magic to your supernatural magic to good things, or you can be out of integrity and put your magic there. and you know, and it will, it will wind slap you each and every time for sure. But I don't suggest that as the way to learn because I had to, to learn the real hard way. And, and I could, you know, name a few, five more other circumstances where my broken emotional reserve, it was my, my emotions that weren't healed <coughs> were leading my magic tricks. And I was out of integrity. So integrity means you have to be spiritually resilient in all areas of your life. And the biggest one that trips me up is my emotions. Mm. Yeah, I think, um, I, I think, Brene, you're very courageous in sharing that story because I think we can all relate and we can all come up with times when we crossed over a boundary because of our personal needs. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, that's part of um, where we step out of integrity in our culture sometime. And sometimes in one of the sickness, sicknesses in our culture is that we don't always have people at our back. Um, and, you know, I keep bringing this up on shows because in, when you have a strong shamanic practice, you start to realize that you have, and I'm saying this in a positive way, light armies, loving armies of spirits and ancestors behind you, cheering you on. 
and helping to lead you to a good place. And we're so disconnected from that. We don't know who has our back. And so we think that the only person who's taking care of us is us. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's a lot of times when we cross a line is when I have a need and nobody else is going to help me with this. And so I have to use whatever tools are available to help me with this, where actually when we, when we hold to our integrity, but we keep to our intention, um, oftentimes we find that we're led in, in actually the most appropriate way. And the only other thing that I wanted to say is um, as, a, as a shamanic practitioner, because of my own uh, challenges in my life and how much I'm teaching right now, I still do remote work, but I, I tend to take on uh, the most difficult cases. And I'm brought a lot of difficult cases, like um, somebody's been in a coma for 25 years, or somebody's son or daughter is living under a bridge. And so from a shamanic point of view, I just can't go in as a knight in shining armor and fix the situation because... I don't know, actually, does the person who's living on, under the bridge want to be living on, under the bridge and not be saved? Um, what are all the complexities? There's a lot of complexities about a person being in coma for 25 years. And so the most common, uh, again, we, we are the vessels for our helping spirits. We don't make decisions for ourselves in our healing work. And so the most common question I ask my power animal in any situation like this is what is the ethical action for me to take in this situation? And he'll either say, it's none of your business, step out, or he'll say, let's go for it. Um, this, this person is ready for this kind of help. So you can, ask, you can ask for the help of the spirits, too, if sometimes you're wondering if you're stepping out of integrity. You can ask for what is the ethical action for me to take in this situation. Just back up a second. That was 30 years ago, by the way, Sandra. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, for all of us. I mean, for all of us. We all do. Yeah. Uh, and, and that happened to me um, this week when um, I was, I was um, looking in at something for somebody, and I had permission. And I, and I had permission, and when I went in the first day, it was like, no, not today. You know, and then the next day it was, okay, today is the day. And so there's, there's layers of permission as well that gets into our integrity. And I think uh, I got into this when I was teaching on the Chef Network about somebody said, well, what does this wind say for us? What about, you know, the fires in Australia? And I was kind of I was taken back a second because it wasn't what I was talking about at all. And then it was like, well, I don't, I don't, I don't know that that's my business in that moment, because if it was my business, it would be front and center. Like I, one of my friends is really onto this uh, coronavirus, the virus. And it's not, that's not in my vision either. And, and 
maybe I'm just too self-centered or not, but there's other things that are more in my vision, but not everything that's out there is for you to, to latch on to either. And so it's a matter of knowing, you know, what is your work? Because if you're latching on to everything, then you can't be most effective or most present in doing what you, you need to do. And I think there's a, a focus that's part of integrity as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, one of the things that's happening today is um, in shamanic cultures, uh, definitely they got world news through the stars and through the messages that the wind carried. The wind. <laughs> they, they did know what was going on in the world. They weren't that isolated. But we're so flooded. I mean, you know, think of it. I mean, in just in my parents' generation, they didn't know what was going on in the other side of the world. We didn't have that kind of news coverage. You know, we didn't have that kind of media. And so today, instead of dealing with what's happening and joining together in our local communities to bond with the land and to bond with the ancestral spirits and all the living beings on the land, we're just out of balance. And, 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 and because we're out of balance, more traumatic things are happening in the world and we're just getting more distracted because we're, we're just we're we're just one person who's trying to solve the problems everywhere in the world and what would happen if everybody decided to do their work and become allies with their land the elements and the ancestral spirits who taught them how to live on the land in balance would we have to be worrying about what's happening on the other side of the world yeah i've been thinking a lot about that too like if, if I was more in relationship to my community or, or you know, my team of things, like, do, I think it came to me from a different perspective is when, you know, when you're trying to balance, like, okay, there, I'm in the, in the, the spring equinox and they're in the fall equinox, okay? Well, one of the things recently that I've really been being shown by the winds is that that's not my business. Like, yes, I want to be inclusive and have a, a winter solstice and a summer solstice, an equinox celebration, but I really am not navigating below the equator. You know, mm -hmm. I'm just not navigating there. If I'm really honest with myself that I have enough to navigate with where, when, where my sun is and where the moon is and all of this other stuff in relationship to me, instead of thinking that I've got a handle on what's going on elsewhere too and, and and that's not i think we've become so globalized that we're we're out of sync with what our our neighbors need mm -hmm. absolutely absolutely and and i just want to make sure that renee and i are in no way um saying that we shouldn't be praying for what's happening right. in places of the world where I know that you know the both of us, we're compassionate beings and our, our hearts are blown open by what's going on. But what I'm saying is the fix, that the fix so that we don't have to keep dealing with these major world events that bring everybody's attention is if we did as the native people did, 
and we sang our songs and we did our dances on the land where we live in our community, we wouldn't have stepped out of so much balance. And that's another aspect of integrity is what are we doing to keep balance in our own lives and in our community um, beside, be, besides trying to run and, and try to fix everything that's happening in the world, which is impossible. Absolutely. Another one that I was thinking about last night making dinner was judgment. Mm. You know, and non, non-judgment is a real integral part of being in integrity. Like I was thinking about when I was in judgment of what somebody else was doing or not doing, then I couldn't be totally present here enjoying, enjoying the fruits of um, something that somebody else had offered to me because I was looking at what I wasn't getting for myself instead of wow, look at this, I get to be here and I get to take these great walks and, and all of that. And it's not my business what somebody else or somebody else is, how they're not responding. And, and so, um, and one of the reasons I left AA many years ago was because I felt there was a lot of judgment about the, the poor people who are still suffering or, or really struggling with their addiction still like that because I had magically been lifted from my, alcoholism at 30 that I was somehow better that there were somehow that 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 made me shinier star or something like that when when that's not even true because some of the people who you know live on the street or can't get out of their addictions or die from their addictions they they may be shining a different star that I I can't even begin to understand and so like Sandra said a little earlier it might not be her place to fix the guy who's under the bridge at all. I mean, we don't know what agreements or what their whole spiritual journey is here. And maybe they're doing, they're living that path out to the highest and best possible ways that they could, as we probably all have at one, one time or another uh, during our, our spiritual journeys. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, part of the issue, and and this really goes into integrity, is that we feel that we have, um, uh, uh, we feel that it's part of our job in life to save people, whether they want to be saved or or not. It's, you know, it's just a codependent part of our culture. It's a really interesting part of our culture. And so we oftentimes try to go and rescue people who are having one of the deepest experiences of their life that is going to change their life in a positive way forever. And we want to remove them for that because we think we know more than the spirits and God um, has. And it's really interesting for all of us teaching shamanism to, it's almost like we have to pull the reins back on everybody because once people start learning some simple shamanic healing methods, they're out healing the entire world. And there's been, well, first of all, there's been times when um, people knew I had the flu and I, I, I couldn't come to a workshop. 
and sent me so much energy that my fever went up to 108. Um, and the, <laughs> we have that to look at that people don't understand. I'm just one small example of people not understanding what happens when a whole group starts to send somebody who's really sick energy that they can integrate. And, um, and also, people do get life lessons from what they're going through. And yes, there are times when they reach out for help and you come in and help. But when a person actually says, um, and some, uh, one of my best friends who died of AIDS said this to me, this is my disease, this is my illness, and I don't want anybody helping me. And, and that happened to me, that statement was over 25 years ago. And I still hear that ringing inside my head when I wanna jump out and help somebody that I think is in need who hasn't asked me for help. Yes, I, I think we've all been there. And you know, in, integrity is, is something that to me is kind of at the center of the compass, what I call the awakening compass is, you know, that we know, and we get out of integrity. Like, you know, I can get out of integrity, but the, the good thing is, is I can, I can see it a lot faster. And I now, you know, with helping spirits, I have the wind. When I get out of integrity, the winds will tell me really quickly. Uh, it's uncanny. But, you know, and then I have to like readjust. And a lot of times that means going back and actually uh, making the amends and doing it differently. And, and, and we do fall down. And so, but when you can get to seeing, when you know what your barometer is, then, then you can at least have something to, to measure this with, because we do want to help people. But why do I want to help people? I had this conversation today. Why do I want to help people? Why do I care if people get it or don't get it? those we get into the ego, the self things like, do I look better if more people get healed from this? You know, or, or you know, like, like last week, somebody said to me, oh, you know, I didn't get much from the winds, but it was certainly your good assistance that got me through this program. I'm thinking like, wow, if I were you, I'd go right outside and tell the winds right now that you made a mistake. <laughs> those winds brought you those assistants, those winds, you know, you know, like they're, they're the ones who moved you from that rock you were stuck under, you know, like not my assistants, <laughs> although they're very nice people, you know, so are we even in integrity with our ancestors in the last two, two uh, calls, the last two podcasts we had were about our ancestors present and past and future, you know, are we in integrity there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, are we ready for our journey or do you have more I'm on this one? For our journey. I'm excited, Renee. Okay. So, so uh, the journey that we're going to go on today is we're going to, we're going to get, we're going to go to find out who our integrity gatekeeper is. And I'm going to rattle. And uh, what we're going to do is uh, think about a time when you had to make a hard choice like maybe Sandra where the, the you know helping the guy with age who didn't really want help and you know go to this gatekeeper 
and, and it, you know, you might have yours really in check and really in good, but maybe you're going to find something surprising when you go to the gatekeeper that they'll tell you that you cross the line, that you, you know, that you don't go far enough or that you don't even bother to ask. So we're going to go to our integrity gatekeeper and find out what keeps us in check and you know if we listen or we don't listen see what kind of information it will bring to you and I'll, i think i'll just rattle for this one and maybe call to the wind so close your eyes and listen to the wind you love in nature and as you're there remember times that you had to make an important choice that maybe came up against your values or your judgment And we're going to find our gatekeeper, the one who helps us stay in check with our integrity. It might be a helping spirit you already work with, or it might be a new spirit. integrity gatekeeper tell them the situation the choice you made and ask is there something I could have done that would be more in line with my spiritual ideal my integrity Ask the spirit helper if this would be a good place to come back and check in whenever you have a crossroad decision to make that could take you in integrity or move you further away from your ideals. come back and use this journey anytime. Back to the room.
I actually had a, a fabulous, unexpected journey. Um, my integrity gatekeeper actually put me on the fast track um, to be able to, he was more uh, interested in me moving forward than going back to my old choices. And what he did is he did the biggest spiritual cleansing on me that you could imagine. And he said to me, when you are completely spiritually cleansed and when you are in sacred space, you will never make a decision that's out of integrity. So clean yourself spiritually before you make um, decisions that you're questioning about and open up your heart and from a sacred space where you have none of your usual garbage on you, it's all been cleansed then make a decision <laughs> so that was that i thought that was a brilliant tool for me very cool i was just shown um really quickly something that i had made the right decision on earlier this week which kind of reassured me that you know like my my resiliency my emotional resiliency is getting better uh so that i can rely better on you know not pushing the send on the email which is, you know, been one of my bigger things is, and um, where I decided to wait. And by that evening, I could delete the email. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's wonderful. Well, we'd love to hear about your integrity gatekeeper over at the Shaman's Cave or under the video below. Because um, we love reading what, you know, what experiences you have and certainly that you're here and you're supporting the work that we're doing that we, we really, our gatekeepers say we're doing good work out here. <laughs> yeah, we're getting, um, we're, we're really getting marvelous uh, emails coming in, thanking us for the show. And, you know, for us, it's, it's about community. We're, we're delighted that we're creating a community where we can talk about some of these bigger issues together um, as times ahead get smooth and intense and smooth and intense, we ride the waves together. So thank you everybody for being part of our community and please let people know about Shamans TV and they can subscribe there or they can sign up on our email list. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Sandra. It's always fun to sit with you and uh, we'll talk again real soon. <laughs>